The Minnesota Vikings lose opening day against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I just have a few things to say after their big opening day loss. And we are going to dive into that shortly. And my first takeaway after the Vikings lose is... (laughs) Oh, man. That's my first takeaway after the Vikings loss. (laughs) How can you not laugh after a performance like that versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? It's hilarious. I'm one of those guys that doesn't take Vikings games too seriously. I'm invested, but they're not going to ruin my day. I want them to win a Super Bowl, but if they don't, life goes on. That's just how I am with the Minnesota Vikings. But my first takeaway after the Vikings loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is that we don't have to worry about the Vikings losing a heartbreaker and the NFC Championship game, and the divisional round, or the wild card round, because they ain't getting that far, folks. The Minnesota Vikings have no shot at making the playoffs this year. My prediction before the season started was 8-9, and nine, and unless some miracle happens against Philadelphia on Thursday night football on the road in just a couple of days, the Vikings are going to start the season 0-2. But I brought on some friends that watch this game that are invested and the Minnesota Vikings. And they even have their own podcast. It's Luke Yeager, Jack Yeager. They're brosifs. I'm a, I'm a distant brosif. But, <laughs> boy, how you feeling? How you doing? How, uh, give, give me your emotions after the Vikings' loss versus the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Pretty much the worst start to a season for either of us, uh, we're big fantasy football guys as well. So right now it's looking like not only did the Vikings lose, but I was playing against Kirk Cousin and Alexander Madison. So that pass to Alexander Madison was a double whammy for me. And then they still lose. So um, pretty much a horrible, horrible day. <laughs> yeah. Jack, what are your thoughts on the game? Two takeaways. Um, TJ Hawkinson's going to be losing touches to Oliver if he keeps putting up 30, 30 yards, three targets a game. Uh, I like I like looking at him. He's kind of fun. And also, I'm just glad we lost to a, a premier quarterback like Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the first half, the Vikings had like 300 yards versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like 65 yards. Yep. And it was a tied 10-10 game at halftime. Um, before we continue on with the reaction to the Vikings' loss against the Buccaneers, why don't you guys promote your little podcast? Not a little podcast. Well, <laughs> it might be a little teeny tiny right now, but it's about to explode into a major big time podcast. So, so tell the listeners what's going on, what's going on with your podcast. The big one, the <laughs> Fantasy Football League podcast presented by North Folk Construction, North Fork Construction. North Face Construction. North Face Construction. North face yeah, construction. Excuse me. Yep. Sorry, North Face. Yeah, I apologize. Just a so teeny so, tiny advertisement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so guys, give give us give us give 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 us a little rundown of that. Yeah. So our podcast is following our relegation fantasy football league. So it's a unique style of fantasy football where if you don't win, you can get relegated down to a lower league and no longer able to compete for the championship. 
So we're following 16 different teams. We have a podcast that's tracking all of the trades, waiver wires, uh, week-to-week matchups, and just basically diving into the drama of what it's like being in a fantasy football league. So that's uh, that's pretty much what we're doing. But like you said, it is it's a brand-new podcast. This is our first year. So no teams have been relegated yet. We're still at the stage where all 16 teams are in the championship league. But at the end of the year, the bottom eight teams will get relegated. So, Well, there you go. There's a lot of drama. There, there is. Tense. Man, you don't want to be one of those bottom eight teams because then you have no chance of the following season because you got to build up and get that, get get right. a little something, something right? Exactly. It's uh, yeah. It's based off of the Premier League structure for anybody who watches Premier League soccer over over in england so that's that's where we took the idea from and and we're mixing that with fantasy football to have have a little bit more fun a little bit a little bit more nerves than would already be there anyways sweet i love it well let's dive back into the minnesota vikings loss against the tampa bay buccaneers with luke and jack yeager hosts of the relegation fantasy football podcast presented by north face construction that's yeah. right. If, you, if you've mm. got hail damage, call North Face. <laughs> yeah. Call North Face. Let's do it. So how much blame do you guys put on Kirk Cousins after mm. this loss against the Buccaneers? So interesting stat came up. I don't know if anybody saw this at halftime. Uh, he was looking at 250 yards with three turnovers, which is the, 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 the last time that happened was in 2000. Vinny Testaverde in 2000. Yeah, 250 yards, three turnovers. So not encouraging. I think, I think the biggest obstacle that Minnesota is going to be facing this year outside of our defense is our O-line. It looked like Kirk was getting trapped every other play in that pocket. Honestly, if, the, if we were to fraction out the blame, I, I mean, Kirk to me maybe gets 5%. Like, I don't think much of it was on him. When you look at those turnovers – one of them was slapped out of his hand by his own offensive lineman. On Ed Ingram, his- right, exactly. When you look at the turnovers, how can you blame him? Right, you, you really can't. I, I mean, the, the interception was torn out of K.J. Osborne's hands. Yeah, yeah. I, when I was watching the game, Kirk has some to blame, but he threw for like 300 yards in the first half. Justin Jefferson had 138 yards in the first half. Yeah. When I thought about this game, it's like the exact opposite happened last season where Every little small thing that had to go right last season and then some went absolutely the way it needed to go for the Minnesota Vikings to win that game. They flashed absolutely. it in the screen during the game. Ten comfort behind victories last season, and we finished with a 13-4 and four record. You look at this game, and it was, it was a prime spot to have another come-from-behind victory. We're down 20-17. to 17. The Vikings offense has the ball with like four minutes, five minutes left in the game, and they go three and out. Yeah, Kirk Cousins misses KJ Osborne by a foot or so when he was wide open for a first down, misses him, punt the ball away. The Vikings offense never gets the ball back. It's it's as simple as that. It was rough. I I honestly don't even know where I put most of the blame. It, it if I, offensive line is a struggle, but injuries. I mean, losing Bradbury, mm-hmm. losing uh, Darisaw for for a stretch. That's that's tough when you already have a weak offensive line. I thought the defense played in the first half, especially played really well, honestly, better than better than I would have expected. I think they just got a bit worn down by the second half. I like this defense a lot better than last year's give them 15 yards every play and hope to not break. I think they will be more fun to watch this year, Mm -hmm. but hopefully next game we get a few more of the breaks to fall our way and (laughs) against the Eagles. 
<laughs> hey, hey, why not? I mean, we weren't expecting to lose to the Bucks. Nobody's expecting <laughs> us to win against the Eagles. Maybe we. Are you gonna give us the? Are you gonna give the Vikings a chance against the Eagles? Uh, Come on, stand on it. Stand by it. Don't. What's the spread? What's? I, I, I don't. I don't know. If, <laughs> if they're, I give them. I bet they beat us. They're within a touchdown. I bet. So I bet they beat like a five point spread. I think we lose okay. by three. We do love playing to our competition. Somebody who I would blame pretty hard today. Alexander Madison did not look good. He did hmm. not look good at all. Anybody saying that Alexander Madison is going to be playing to the caliber of what Dalvin Cook is going to be playing to this year is sadly mistaken, in my opinion. He didn't like his touchdown? I uh, hated his touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Throw it to anybody but Madison. <laughs> yeah, right. ending, my, Just, ending my day. Any run, it felt like he was carrying it for like, less than two yards every time he touched the football other than that touchdown. It just didn't seem mm-hmm. like he could ever find a hole. And I don't know if that's the O-line's fault, but it wasn't, wasn't super impressed with Madison today. Yeah, yeah. He, he does seem to lack in explosiveness and maybe Ty Chandler, the backup. It seems like he has a little more explosiveness than Madison, but yeah. um, Delvin Cook, he had some explosive plays last year, but he wasn't necessarily an explosive running back for a majority mm-hmm. of the games. And I think that's why the Vikings got rid of him. Plus, he's getting older. Plus, his contract was massive. Um, when I saw this game, I saw a lot of rust from the Vikings offense. Offensive line, there was uh, some false start penalties by Christian Derrissaw. We saw some yeah. other false start penalties. We saw uh, Ed Ingram knock the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hands. Luke, you mentioned that one. And we saw other plays even like lining up for a, a, a field goal by the Buccaneers where that Jay Ward guy is offsides and then they get an automatic first down. Well, yep. a play that was going to be a field goal for the Buccaneers, oh, yeah. make it 13 to 10. Then at 17 to 10, Vikings side the game 17, 17. Well, if in a perfect world for the Minnesota Vikings, that game would have been 17, 13 after the Vikings touchdown because the Buccaneers kicked the field goal before. It just seemed like there was a lot of missed opportunities, a lot of misplays. And when you look at it, it's like the game of football is not that complicated. Kevin O'Connell, I can guarantee you what he's going to say when it comes to the podium. He's going to say, we had too many turnovers. We had three turnovers. We had too many uh, misfortunate plays. And that's why we lost. Yeah. Yep. I, I agree. It did look, it was sloppy. And, and on that field goal, when they showed the replay, it wasn't just Ward. It looked like three guys on that line were offsides. He was just in line with all of them. And it looked like mm-hmm. <laughs> if it wasn't him, it was three other guys. Those are, Special teams errors are killer. Those yeah. seem to always come back to bite you. What percentage chance do you give the Vikings to now make the playoffs? They still have the Eagles. They have the Bengals who got creamed today, 24 to three by the Browns. Oh, yeah. And then they got the 49ers who just went into Pittsburgh and crushed them. Those three teams left on the schedule. You would anticipate those would be all three be losses. Maybe I mean, we'll see how the season goes, but I mean, I guess Luke. I mean, I guess Luke likes our chances against the Eagles on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I like our chances against the spread. I, yeah. I'm guessing the we're spread. Going to, yeah, it's not. I don't think we win straight. You really changed straight. your dialogue really quickly there. You went from. <laughs> oh. I asked you what's the spread. I said I think we lose by a field goal. <laughs> you, no, 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 no. I wish I, I wish I could. I wish I could. I wish I could rewind this because then you said. Who would have thought that the Buccaneers would have came to Minnesota and beat beat, beat us with Baker Mayfield? That is true. I did say that. Uh, yeah. I did say that. I, uh, so you insinuated uh, that the Vikings <laughs> were going to win, but then you kind of try to cover up by talking about the spread. So I did. put your I balls where your me. mouth is and stand for an opinion. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll, I'll take it. Bikes win. Bikes win on Thursday. Can you give me a score? 
Vikes win. Uh, let's go 27-24. Wow. Wow. Yep. Wow. Are you peer pressured a lot in high school? <laughs> you peer pressure in high school? <laughs> I, I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, you did. You did. I did. You did. I did. Yes, yeah, did. I, I did. Okay. Wow, it didn't take a whole lot. So, okay, back to the main question. What percentage chance to give the Vikings to get to the playoffs? You go first, Shaq. Oh, man, that's so tough. The problem is, like you talked about, you know, you got the Eagles, Cincinnati, and then um, and then you got, uh, who's the third that we're probably going to lose? Uh, San Francisco. San Francisco. I think, I think it's a guarantee that we lose to San Francisco. They look tough. I think Brock Purdy came out stronger than anybody expected today. Um, I do think that we lose to the Eagles probably on a – a bigger spread than what Luke's given. And, and I unfortunately think that Cincinnati is going to turn around by next week. And what do we play uh, Cincinnati week seven? It's later. I, th- I thought it was later in the season. Week 10, something like that. Cause yeah, it's like three, seven, 10 for those three teams. Something like that. I think Bengals have it figured out by then. And I think they throttle us if we don't figure something out. So unfortunately I think we lose all three of those. And if that's the case, you're already zero and four out of those four games. And we have to win, you know, a pretty good margin of the other games. If we can't beat the Bucks, you know, are we beating teams like Washington or are we going to beat Detroit? You know, right, right. All those game becomes question marks because this, in theory, was the easiest game to win on the schedule. Right. At home. Against yeah. Baker Mayfield, who was in a quarterback battle all of training camp with a guy named Kyle Trask. <laughs> that is true. That yeah, is he's true. Good. He's good. I would say I would say this about the Bucks. It's second year under under Todd Bowles. Um, they might be more underrated than previous. Like I don't think Brady was good last year. So is is Baker currently worse than what Brady was last year? I don't. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think he is. You really? Uh, really? I would. I mean, Mister One Seven Three, one hundred seventy three yards. That's like he he had a pretty decent game. I, I think he kind of floats around that number for the rest of the season. Brady would have showings where he's putting up, you know, crazy yardage. I don't know. I think Baker is worse than than uh, Tom Brady, but I do think that the Bucks as a whole are probably around the same level, but maybe a little bit worse, which is discouraging for the Vikes. <laughs> maybe it was yeah. definitely a bad loss. Don't get me wrong, but I. It's early in the season. It's a long season. All those teams that we have to play, Detroit has to play too. Everybody in our division has to play. If we can get one win that we're not expected to get now, and Detroit has a loss they're not expected to have, we're back in we're back in the same position. I think we have a weak division. So I would say our chances, I mean, this hurts it. I would have said we were probably 50-50 with Detroit before. We're probably now more like 40-60 but I still give us a 40% chance to win this division. It's one wow. game in a, in a long season. Yeah. Wow, this guy, this, this guy's just bleeding purple over here. I love it. <laughs> Before the season, what do you think of this takeaway? I got uh, Green Bay Packers with a better record over the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, I, interesting. I, I think it's definitely interesting. I think it's, I think it's a hot take. I do, but I, yeah, I you're mean, Meister or not? Are you, are, you, are you sipping the Jaeger or not sipping the Jaeger? <laughs> I'm not sipping that Jaeger. I, I'm, I'm, no. Vikes are gonna. I think Vikes are better than Green Bay and Chicago. I think it. I think it's gonna come down to us and Detroit. And I don't know. I mean, it's the division's a weird division. I think we're all we're, we're a fairly weak division. Everybody's gonna be somewhere between six wins and ten wins, and it's gonna. Who knows who's gonna land where? But I. 
right now I would I'm projecting we win the division probably with only nine wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Wow. I think I do think Detroit. Uh, that's I a mean, hot. Just, oh, wait, hold on. Sorry, sorry, Luke. I think that's a hotter take than the Green Bay Packers take of having a better record than the Minnesota Vikings. The winning with nine or the Vikings winning the division? Winning with nine. Yeah. I don't know. What what was the worst division record to get in last year? I'm was trying. It, wasn't the there, Bucks? I would have met. Yeah. They, I think Bucks got in with eight wins or seven wins or something like that. Something no, like I that, think, yeah. Were they under 500? Yeah. They were, weren't they? So they would have been eight and nine. I'm guessing they weren't seven and ten. Oh, I can't remember. But I, I do think there will be divisions that get in with nine wins. I don't, I think if we do, don't win the division, I don't think we make the wild card. Bucks, so Bucks got in last year with an eight and nine record, eight and nine record. So <laughs> I think, I think nine and eight, there'll be a division that does that. And I think we might be that. Division. Yeah. It might be us. Wow. I also, yeah. I'm not, I'm not buying into the, the Detroit lions as much as some people might be after beating Kansas city. Reason being is that, yeah, it was a, an amazing win for them. It's definitely going to help the record overall, but putting up 22 points, uh, and everybody saying that Detroit is about to be a, a super explosive offense before the season starts. You did, you did beat uh, Kansas City, but also not a great defense, especially without Chris Jones. Chris Jones wasn't yeah, there, right? And then uh, Kelsey's not Kelsey, playing. So yeah. Patrick Mahomes is probably missing out on what two touchdowns. And they had a wide receiver that gave the Lions like fourteen points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. That's yeah. I do like Amon Ra, but outside of that, and Jameer Gibbs will start getting more touches, I think, but. I don't think Detroit is as good as people are projecting them to be. So I do think that we have a chance against Detroit. I do think we're going to be better than the Bears. And I don't buy Jordan Love or any of the Packer hype, even if they do have a good defense either. So I don't think it's that hot. I'm still I'm still here for a nine and eight record to, to make Let's playoffs. Go. <laughs> oh wow. I got the Vikings at eight and nine before the season. I love your guys' hot takes. This is why you should follow. <laughs> Not for the hot takes, but the relegation fantasy football podcast sponsored by North Face Construction. That's this is right. the kind of takes you get on fantasy football. I love it. Um, Kirk Cousins, is this his last year for the Minnesota Vikings? I think the safest bet is to bet he'll be playing somewhere else next year. But my wow. gut tells me, my gut tells me he'll be back. I think it, depending on what's out there, I don't think we're going to have a good enough pick to have a rookie that we want starting with Justin Jefferson in his prime. And if Cousins has a bad year, we get him on a discount. And maybe if he has a good year, he says, you know what? I have a few years left. I see my chance here. I like, like living in Minnesota. He seems like a guy who likes to be settled and he might take a hometown discount. Hmm. I feel like a lot of it depends on your prediction for the Minnesota Vikings record this season. Like if you have the Vikings at nine and eight and winning the division. Well, the likelihood that cousins is back is probably higher than if the yep. Vikings went four and 14 or four and 13 and, and, you know, stung up the joint. Oh, yeah. then he's definitely gone. Cause then, then we're getting Caleb Williams. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. If we lose <laughs> the first four games of the season, I think we tank and go for Caleb Williams. Really? I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on, Jack. Come on, takes visit relegation <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Put your balls where your mouth is. Stand by a take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I think after, after the Philadelphia game, if we really get smoked, I think it's going to give us a good perspective on what the other games are going to entail. I don't think at any point we're going to tank. I still think we're probably finishing third in our division, which means that you know we're not we're not getting Caleb Williams, and that's considering we are losing more than I expect us to. But 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you think? What are your thoughts? You think he stays? Get back to me on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Good. No, no, no. Um, I'll come with the take. I think he stays one more season. I don't think we want to throw a rookie quarterback in there. I, I think the Vikings are going to go the old route where you have Kirk Cousins start in front of a rookie quarterback one year, and then the rookie quarterback is pushed into the starting lineup the following year. The good thing about the quarterback that's coming in for the Vikings is all the weapons that are around him. So maybe Kevin O'Connell would just thrust him into the starting lineup right away because he got Jefferson, he got Hawkinson, he got Addison. You got weapons around a rookie quarterback to come into the Minnesota Vikings and succeed. But it also requires you to select a quarterback with a first round pick instead of waiting till the third or fourth or fifth round, unless there's someone you really, really like. But if it's someone you really, really like in the third or fourth or fifth round, is they are they really starter quality their first year coming into the NFL? Tom kind of, I mean, Brock Purdy. I mean, Brock Purdy, but yeah. I feel like he's more of an outlier than. Dak than, Prescott, than Russell Wilson. Well, okay. Well, now you guys are just making a case against me, <laughs> which makes me look not good. When okay, fine, <laughs> fine, fine, fine. I've, I've been holding on to material for a while. Jack, <laughs> the Bengals don't play the Vikings till week fifteen. It's not week seven. It's not week ten. Okay. <laughs> and Luke, well, you're laughing at Jack. The Packers don't play the 49ers this year. I think they play the Bengals. They don't play two of those three hard teams the Vikings are playing this year. So let me you get that off me. my chest. You got yeah. me. <laughs> also, you got me as well. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys came back after me, so I, was like, I, I just can't hang, I just can't hang out with this anymore. Hey, if we're going to dish it, we got to be able to take it. Oh, I, don't totally, I love it. Bring it. Bring it. Punks. Um, <laughs> oh, I was going to say back to the Kirk Cousins things. One of the hosts on our podcast, Andy, Andy Peterson, he thinks Cousins is gone, and he thinks Kyler Murray is the Vikings starting quarterback. <laughs> Cardinals lose. They get Caleb Williams, let Kyler walk or trade him, and the Vikes, the Vikes get him. Hmm. That's his the command, take. The, the, the Cardinals played tough against the Commanders today. I don't see that happening. I don't, I, I don't see the Vikings trading for Kyler Murray. I think that's more of a, why wouldn't you just keep Car- Kirk Cousins if you're going to trade for Kyler Murray? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Kyler, his reputation isn't very good around the league where he wants to play more COD than actually watch game tape. Uh, he's had some injury history. He scrambles around quite a bit. Could get hurt on one play and it could flip your entire season. Not that couldn't happen to every quarterback, but uh, specifically a scrambling quarterback like Kyler Murray, it seems like that would happen more too. Mm. Yeah, no, I I don't hope that happens. I I think that would be a bad bad trade for the Vikes. We'd have to give up draft capital and I'd much rather have cousins. I'm not a fan of Kyler, not at all. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but he is he is younger. He's athletic. Don't know what what Connell's looking for in his perfect QB or Connell yeah. is. But so, are you guys going to go with Jordan Addison as offensive rookie of the year after his first performance? <laughs> I mean, he looked pretty pretty fun. I, I had him on my bench in one league, and uh, unfortunately, I started T Higgins over him, which came up with a big old <laughs> goose egg. <laughs> That was staring back at me from the bench, but I love it. You know, having that depth on, you know, on guys that I could potentially bring into the game, it's fun. Now, does Jordan Addison score every single game moving forward? Probably not, but his value is there. He has the opportunity to. The only thing that worries me about Addison is he is weak. If anybody touches him, he's not getting a single yard more. Um, so he's going to have to be wide open when he catches it or put on some muscle. 
I would say uh, Addison is not going to be offensive rookie of the year would be my guess. I mean, yeah. Four for 61 and a touchdown. Great. But that's not, that's not like J yeah. Jeff rookie year stats or something no. like that. I, I mean, it's, it's so early. Yeah. It's week one. Mm-hmm. Who knows? So much stuff can happen. Yeah. And Bijan looked good today. He did look, he looked pretty solid. Oh today. my gosh. Bijan is that Atlanta Falcons offense. Yeah. Yeah. But he's rookie, right? He's a rookie. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, you know, it's funny about Atlanta. I know this is a Minnesota podcast, but Tyler Algier putting up two touchdowns today. What's up with that? <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously, so, I'll take Algier over Madison right now. <laughs> the Relegation Fantasy Football Podcast presented by North Face Construction. That's the type of stuff you get on this podcast. So if, yeah. you wanna, if you, if you want to follow a unique and awesome fantasy football league that's like none other, Go check out the Fantasy Football League podcast, the Relegation Fantasy Football League podcast. That is uh, Luke, <laughs> Jack. <laughs> I completely yeah, lost your name. Like, I was like, <laughs> and, so, and some guests are on the podcast. If you guys had to describe this Vikings loss in one word or two words, I'll, I'll, I'll be nice. How would you describe this loss? Two words. One or two words. (laughs) Very discouraging. (laughs) It would have been just discouraging, but I I like having (laughs) that second. You were allowed. You were allowed the second word. I like that second. That flex option. Yeah. That's very. Yeah. Yeah. I like it, Luke. Um, still early. Mm. Oh wow! I I love this. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Wow! Wow, man. Tell you what, if the Vikings ship went by right now, I think your nips would be getting a little hard. Yeah. How excited you are! <laughs> Tell you what, dude, man, big big Vikings guy. I didn't realize you're this big of a homer. No, I'm actually not. Usually, I think think the worst. Let's say the Vikings had just played the Chiefs, won that, and the Lions lost this. My thought would be, you know what? It's Minnesota. They're still gonna lose it. Sometimes giving up that homer on the first pitch isn't the worst thing. You start to play a little looser, things change. Maybe this is one of those seasons where it looks ugly to start and the guys can rally around it. You have a good point. I mean, the Eagles are only up 16 to 0 on the Patriots in the first quarter, so there's a good <laughs> chance the Vikings can go into Philadelphia and win. <laughs> yeah, hey, I like it. It's going to make that victory look even sweeter. I mm. can't wait to come on next week and just be high. I want you to come on. Yeah, yeah. I, I want you to come on next week. Let's do it. We can do it. Let's do it. That'd be sweet. I guess my 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 one word for the Vikings loss against the Buccaneers would be heartbreaking. By one word. I I I uh but I don't I don't know if you guys heard it or not. You kind of were in the lobby waiting for me to let you in. But my takeaway from this game was that the Vikings faithful, the Vikings in general, you won't have to worry about being heartbroken in an NFC championship game in the divisional round or in the wild card round because they gave you heartbreak in the first week of the regular season. Yep. yep. <laughs> I don't think we're making it to the, yeah. The, if we make it to the NFC conference championship, I'm going to be shocked. Yeah. Very, yeah. very shocked. So Likewise. Very shocked. Yeah. <laughs> Coming from you, Luke, I'm surprised. Yeah. No, hey, hey, I said we make the playoffs at nine and eight. I don't think anybody expects those teams to advance out of the first round. Agreed. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's yep. fair. Well, guys, thank you for joining the Minnesota Tim podcast last second. I just messaged you out of the blue saying, hey, you guys want to join? And you guys joined. So I, I appreciate it. 
No, I love the invite. Thanks. Thanks for hitting us up. This was fun. Well, everyone, listen to the Relegation Fantasy Football Podcast by Luke and Jack Yeager. They are the Jaegermeisters, and uh, they have a great podcast out. So go watch that on YouTube or listen on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's a great pod, great chemistry, great vibe, and uh, fantasy football is super popular. So go check out this unique one. Thank you for listening to the Minnesota Tim Podcast. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. And uh, enjoy the heartbreaking Minnesota Vikings season.